Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Name what something. Like what they said, we should call it like drunken dreams. Like what dreams have you had when you were drunk that actually came true? Because they got the whole promises? band back together. What about, what, That's what, what I mean, drunken dreams. That's what I'm saying, drunken dreams. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott with J. Will here with you today. And, yeah, what is the drunken Drunken promise that you made. Drunken dreams. Got to be DD. Got to be DD. Drunken dreams. Drunken DD, dreams. Yeah. That Drunk you set dreams. up that actually. I know came what mine is. I know what mine is. What? Would you like to share? And I, I shot in the dark. I said, I want a baby. And. <laughs> no, it, it came true. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I want a baby. She said, go ahead. So okay. Right, she all said, right, shoot right, your right, shot. So mine would be. And that's where it is. Habitual mindset. Mine would be. I'm trying there? to think of one. Damn it. I'm distracted. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> My wife said, shoot your okay, shot. Okay. All right. Then. Okay. All right. It's, it's sorry, Mickey. Early. I'm the sorry, Mickey. I'm sorry, Mickey. At least on the East Coast. I'm sorry. I know, wait, it's been I real. Just, it's been nice. Tell you something? It's been real. I was thrown so much off because my wife's name is Nikki, and I thought you just said I'm sorry, Nikki. I'm like, wait, what the hell just happened? What just happened? Wait, you talking to my wife? What just happened? Hold up, bro. Hold up, hold up, Paul. <laughs> News flash, Bart. We ain't never been friends. <laughs> He's having moments right now. Well, you know, I told you this will happen. Y'all sleep to bribe me, man. This is what happens. It's all good. We thought though that Jared Goff and Sean McVay, like we yeah. thought, they're talking about friends, friends forever. They were. <laughs> In a, in, a, in a marriage that they thought would last forever, especially after the big contract, but a story uh, that appears on ESPN.com right now is a must-read. It, it takes you into, really, the breakup between these two that really seem like the, the coach-quarterback uh, duo that we know throughout the league. That seems to be – that has always been the formula. You have those two pieces, you have yeah. a chance to be great. And as the story tells, the real the beginning of the breakup between these two uh, started – Back in November, so it was inside the, the locker room at SoFi where Sean McVay started calling out Jared Goff in front of the players and coaches. You don't normally see that, especially not between these two. So as McVay is just going off on Goff, he's not naming him by name, but he's yelling about how they've got to get better play. You can't turn the ball over. They they just everybody in the room knew. I yeah, hate you, that. You're talking I hate that to that passive guy. Aggressive and you stuff. feel like, how, say, I mean, how say you the shrink. man's name? No, no. Let me tell you. So, me t- so hang on. So so hang on. Yeah. Just let's hear it all. So so then right after that, when now you're done in the locker room, right? It spits all over the walls. That's one thing to do it in the house. Then he goes post game presser to the post game press mm-hmm. conference, talking to the media, and he takes it a step further. Take a listen. Oh, we don't have it. I thought we had it. My bad. Boy, what a nice setup that would have been. He said, we do have it. Rewind. Let's what is the commonality on, on those turnovers? Is it something that's failing to execute time? Stay care of the football. Our quarterback's got to take better care of the football. Pretty strong. It's not. In the media, he sounds angry. Yes. What? And it's not. Think about that. So that was after week 12. Goff turned the ball over three times. It was a 23-20 loss to the 49ers. They were bad that game. But it kind of feels like, yeah, no, they were bad. But it okay. feels like his, his frustration boiling over in the postgame after going off in the locker room mm-hmm. kind of set up for what became a real messy divorce, which now has the Rams moving on from Goff. He's mm-hmm. now in Detroit. They have Matthew Stafford now. Yes. And, Bar, you believe that, that that one move can set this team up to Listen. take them to the next level. They've been to a Super Bowl, but with Stafford now, can they win it? Let me tell you something. That first answer is yes. But as a defensive expert, right, I said for years how difficult it was 
for McVay to coach this football team, not holding Jared Goff accountable. Mm. And let me tell you how, how, how much work Jared Goff put on the, on, on, the, on the offensive coaching staff. They had to rush him to the line of scrimmage, not because they want to run a hurry-up offense. It's so that McVay can still have access to inside-the-helmet communications to do all the thinking for Jared Goff before the play. To remind them of certain things, right? Because for people who don't know, they turn the communications off 15 seconds. Right. So that's why you see the Rams running up to the line of scrimmage trying to, to hurry up the, the, the offense. Not because they're trying to go no huddle or, or fast tempo. It's so that we can get the information to Jared Goff because he can't do the thinking for himself. They did that his first year. Okay, successful. They did it his second year. At some point, the quarterback has to be able to take the training wheels off and be able to handle the steering wheel and guide the car and take the team to where they need to go. That's frustrating. And every, I knew it, so I knew his team knew it. So you have a, a team that had been to the Super Bowl, had aspirations of going back, but they're being held back because of the quarterback play because he's not good enough to hold himself accountable, but he got the paycheck on Tuesday that suggests that he's, he's capable that he's doing that right so what happens is at some point you'll lose your football team if you don't take your quarterback and say listen you got to play better right you got to stop protecting him and say you got to be play better because everybody else said he don't say that to Jared Goff mm. he say this to me in the locker room he called me out in film study we just gloss over the fact that this dude misread the rotation of the safety and threw the ball to the wrong place when the backside x had one-on-one coverage where that's where the ball's supposed to go like what are we talking about right Ty Gurley's out of there they got yep. rid of him so they're getting rid of players because my contract is so massive, but I'm not living up to the expectation. You say, oh, well, he called him out on, on you know, as a post-game presser, yeah. right? Didn't we just talk about Bruce Aarons calling the greatest quarterback in the Tom world Brady out up. every damn week? Our quarterback got to gotta play better. Step up to right? the challenge. So, so you listen. You either listen. Pressure, listen. Being a professional athlete is about pressure. And the more high profile and more money you get, the more pressure you got to be able to deal with. He broke. Either. So that says that he's weak. Either. And that's why Brocker says that it's a step up. And that's why they traded Brocker. And he had to apologize because now he's a teammate and I got to try and build him up. But he said what everybody else was saying. Yeah, Stafford's a step up. Oh, I got to go play with him. Stafford's not a step up. He's okay. Either pressure breaks you or pressure makes diamonds. Exactly. Right? Pressure made diamonds for Tom Brady his whole career. Exactly. Dealing with Bill Belichick, dealing with Bruce Arians. The media got all hyped up about it. Tom's like, calm down. Yeah, pump This your is what it is. We'll be fine. Jared Goff, it seemed like it went the opposite direction. Obviously, when Sean McVay, a guy that I've known for a while, we actually joke around, we call our producer Evan Wilner, Sean McVay, with the way the he universe. runs the offense, right? Like, very tight. Button. And I love that approach, Not right? Not at all. Attention to detail. Like, you need that in order to be successful. Right, of course. I know this for a fact that people, some of my sources around this team, there were questions about how committed Jared Goff was <laughs> off the field right? as well. Now, you could take that yeah. and you could run away with that, whatever direction you want. And it's, but just about like, like whether LA he too. was mentally always there Locked or whether in. he was doing other things to escape from that, right? Yeah. Number one. Also, when Jalen Ramsey, when your own player is calling or advocating for your team to go get Deshaun Watson. Right. What's that say about you as the damn leader of your team? Right. Your own teammates don't rock with you. I'm not, not worried about Sean McVay. If your own teammates are defending you, then that exactly. speaks volumes about where you it's are. It's a personality thing. I think Carson Wentz goes through this too. Jared Goff's a laid-back guy. Like, he's not going – and McVay is the opposite. I mean, he's a maniac. He's yeah. a lunatic. He's a football, you know, psycho. Like, he's 24-7 yeah. football, and he's intense. So – 
at first you thought the two would work well because it's kind of like yin and yang, right? Yeah. But it didn't work out that way. And what they had was that buffer, as the story tells us. Matt LaFleur was there for a while. Zach Taylor was there. Both of them get head coaching jobs. Now that buffer's gone. Yeah. And now they McVay spends more time being hands-on yeah. with Goff. And that's where maybe McVay started realizing – this guy's not the guy we need. Right, right. He, Maybe he, he started realizing that and got more and more frustrated, and then it boiled over at the end of the season. Which is, you know, Bart, you know this. Where how many times do we see organizations swallow a contract like that? Right, right. I mean, like, all right, Hold you up. know what? It's <laughs> fault. Hundred plus million dollars. Yeah. We messed up. Yeah. Yep. This dude, time to move on. This dude went to a Super Bowl, <laughs> and we were talking about him coming into this season in a quarterback competition with Warford. Was like, he, you understand they wanted to play with They wanted in to play game. him. You see what I'm saying? So at that point, you can't lie to the to the other men on the on the, on the team, and you got to hold them accountable. And say, you know what, guys, I'm doing you guys a disservice. We're gonna get it right because we understand that Aaron Donald is exceptional. Jalen Ramsey is exceptional. They have Cooper Cup. You know, you got Cooper Cup over there. You got Woods playing their heart out, and everybody's carrying carrying their part. And the quarterback who's getting all the money is supposed to carry more than anybody else, right? We asked Russell Wilson to carry more than anybody else. Tom Brady carry more than anybody else. Drew Brees carry more than anybody else. Okay, uh, uh, um, golf just don't crash the car. No, we're not holding you to that. We're supposed to hold you up here. We gave you the money for that. If that wasn't the case, I, then you I, should still be on your rookie I deal. I believe all that is correct, but I do believe there is a very, very, very short window now right. for them to win a championship. Yes. Like, cap-wise, it's already set up that way. Yeah. But there is a very short, short lease for Sean McVay and exactly. Les Snead and the moves they made he was a to baby win genius. it. Because if you don't win it, like, in a year or two, like, boom, bye. After reading this story, yeah. I wonder now especially, and you think it, of course, because no offense, Bart, but going to Detroit – you know, well, you, you, you you're already set up Coney for failure. You're going to gain about 30, 50 pounds. Well, think about it, though. Like now, but no, but reading more about what he's like and then how, you know, McVay responded to it and how his teammates thought of him, will we ever hear from Jared Goff again? Like, is this going to be another one of those guys that suddenly – This is a fork in the road, right? Disappears. It's a fork in the road. Either you step point. up and he look at himself and say, you know what, I got to be better and challenge himself and hold himself accountable because this is the good part, right? And, and, and uh, Magoulian used to tell me all the time – Football and sports Who? is only – Who? Wale Agulie. Okay. He's, he, you know, who used to play for the uh, Miami he, he Dolphins. He works for UBS right now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, doing yeah, his thing. Yeah, we met. Yeah, yeah we met. I, I put them together, it. the old financial literacy program. Yeah, I've been there. Okay. Circle of trust, Bart, baby. But anyway, you know, I, I'm in the shadows. <laughs> but, um, you, know, it, you know, sports is the only place where a tiger can change or a leopard can change their sports. Spikes, spots, spots, spots or, 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 or Tiger can change their stripes. I mean, it's not how you come in this league. You can change and reinvent yourself. And you can also do that when you get a clean slate going to a different organization. So, listen, they don't know anything about him. All they know is he's the quarterback that was in the Super Bowl and he makes good money. So he can go to Detroit, and if he commits and puts the time and the work in, he can earn the respect of his teammates and turn the narrative around that he's just a guy, right? He's a guy that went to a genius that set him up to be successful successful he can say you know what I can be the the boost uh or the engine that can get this team over the over the hump and be able to compete within this division well, it's if easy he does, to play more free when you have less expectations oh wow yeah that is absolutely true Keyshawn J. Will Zubin Allen and Bart in with Jay brought to you by Mako get a fr- get a refresh with your refund during Mako's tax season sales event for expert paint and collision repair Use their contactless services. It's easy as book, quote, and fix. Uh Uh-oh, better get Mako. Terms and conditions apply. What a display for the Crimson Tide. They hit on all cylinders. 
Alabama knocks down 16 threes in the round. Ball game over. Folks, they've got basketball down in Tuscaloosa, too. The Alabama Crimson Tide are sweet 16 bound for the first time since 2004. Courtesy of Westwood One, NCAA Radio Network. I like this intro for my boy Nate. I I like like this this. intro for him. This is tough for him. Nate Oates joins us right now, the Alabama head coach on the Goodyear Hotline. Join us. Uh, joins up, us for the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Wendy's, proud sponsor of the 2021 John R. Wooden Men's and Women's Player of the Year. Coach, how are we doing? Thanks for joining us here. And and I, the first question out of the gate, because it's you know for the program, for yourself, what does it mean to get to the Sweet 16? I mean, it's big for the program. I was just talking with somebody in the program. I think it was 2004. It's the last time uh, Alabama's been to the Sweet 16. Uh, so, 17 years has been a long time. So I think, you know, we've got three seniors from the state of Alabama and Herb Jones, John Petty, and Alex Reese. So for those three to get us back to the Sweet 16, I'm really happy for them. They've been great. Their attitude's been great. But uh, for myself, I mean, shoot, if I coach long enough, eventually I should get to one, I would think. So it was. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to be able to help these guys get to get to where they got because I'm hopefully going to be coaching for a lot longer and they got limited playing careers. So it means a lot more you know, for me to get them there than it does for myself. Nate, I think you guys are going to be Final Four bound. I know you're focusing on one game at a time, playing against UCLA coming up next. But I did want to ask you about a, a guy that we knew up here from the Northeast, uh, you know, part of the whole Jelly Fam crew, that you've really been able to turn his game into something different. He's a completely different player. How, how important has Javon Quinterly been to your team? I mean, he's been huge. He was the tournament MVP in the SEC tournament. I mean, we don't win that SEC tournament without him doing what he does. People have a hard time staying in front of him. I mean, he's always had ridiculous handles and can get in the paint. You know, he's just bought into the other stuff that impacts winning. I mean, his defense has been good. He's been tough. Great. You know, he's got that Jersey toughness, just needed to come out a little bit more. <laughs> so we, uh, we've got it to come out a little bit more. I mean, he's got it in him though, man. He's and shoot. I, I mean, you're a point guard. You appreciate what he brings. I mean, you can't stay in front of him. He, he had nine assists. I mean, we hit all those threes, but he had nine assists in the first half. I mean, it was crazy. All those guys were getting great looks from three because nobody could stay in front of him. He gets by him. He's making all the reads right. I mean, he's he's been great for us. Coach, what's the energy like sharing the national sharing the spotlight with the uh, football program? And how important is this tournament for being able to rebrand your program to start attracting uh, more stars to your university and your program? Of course, he's going to ask me the football question, right, Jack? <laughs> I'm, I'm right over. I'm right over. But I'll tell you what, typical, Nate, you know? Co- Coach, right ask him. Ask him who yeah. he thinks is the best quarterback to come out of Alabama. He doesn't have a good memory. That's his big knock on Alabama. Yeah, man. I mean, you. I mean, you name well, me. You name. Yeah, I'm not going to put no, Coach. Yeah, don't put Coach <laughs> I ain't going to put Coach at the spot. Roll Tide. <laughs> Colin Sexton's the best quarterback no, to come out of Alabama, Nate. Yeah, right. Roll Tide. <laughs> There's no good quarterback. They they got no good quarterbacks. <laughs> well, we gotta go. We go way back. They got they got some pretty good ones. Uh, Broadway Joe, right? Yes. He, he was all right. That's the he? one we remember in New York, no doubt yeah. about it. But is it is it? What yeah. are the challenges though? Of, of I mean, obviously it's Alabama. It's Nick Saban. It's a football school, is what people think. Right. And here's the basketball program making a lot of noise and and grabbing a lot of attention. This has got to help you, obviously, in recruiting. Because now you can say, no, it's not a football school. We're a basketball school, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is a football school, obviously. But I don't, I don't think you have to be one or the other. I, I think you can 
have a big time athletic department. There's six programs yeah. in our athletic department that have won national championships. They, Alabama has no professional sports teams. Everybody gets behind the University of Alabama there. We've got a national brand. Football brings a lot of money in, and look, basketball gets to uh, reap the benefits of some of the uh, stuff. You know, our student athletes are well taken care of. So I, I like being at a football school. I like football myself a lot. I shoot, I go to the games. I'm a big fan of college football. I like going over there and sitting in on meetings and watching practice at, uh, at, at shoot. I mean, Saban's, I think he's the best team coach. And, you know, Jay Will may have arguments. There's pretty good uh, basketball coaches too. But I think Saban's the uh, the best team sport coach there is in the country. So for me to have him right across the, uh, shoot, I mean, it's a minute walk in their offices. So I, I spend as much time as I can trying to learn from them. So wow. I think it's great. I think in recruiting, people did try to use it against us. Like they, they 100% did because we heard it. Well, I think we put that all to rest mm-hmm. now. I mean, if – Recruiting, I mean, you're a player, Jay. I think you watch us play. If you're a guard, you 100% want to play in the system. And even if you're big, I mean, it's the way the NBA's going. So I think I think we don't have to worry too much about the recruiting. I mean, it's still hard work. you got to go get guys. But I think we put to rest all that nonsense that we heard for the first couple of years. Oh, I agree with you, Nana. One of the things I love about your style, too, you let your guards go. You let them make decisions and let them play. Um, you guys – in that game you had against Maryland, wow. I mean, it was just you guys were in attack mode from the beginning. Um, how did you guys kind of set that tone as you guys get ready to play a UCLA team that's a double-digit seed? Yeah, I think the first game, I think with all the pressure being a two-seed, and these guys obviously aren't used to that. Shoot, I'm not used to it. I've never been a two-seed as a coach and top five in the country and all that. So I think there was a little bit of first-game jitters, and I actually called Coach Patino after our game just to pick his brain on what he saw prepping for us. And he, that's the one thing he told me, you know, he coached two different programs, national championships with Kentucky and Louisville. And he was telling me that the first game was always the hardest. Just kind of get the first game jitters out. He told me, you're going to play a lot better the next game. I told our players that. So hopefully he's spoken into existence. Now I think we can just relax and play. And like you said, when you give the guards the freedom and everybody really the freedom to play, I think when they relax and just, I just kept telling them, lose yourself in the game, talk on defense, buy into all the defensive stuff, lose yourself in the game. And we're, we're too talented of an offensive team not to play great. And that's what we did. We came out, shot the ball while they, they relaxed on the offensive end. And it, it was a pretty, uh, <laughs> it was a pretty good display of basketball. Yeah, if you're, if you're, into that, if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that, that's, that is great advice. No matter what the sport, right? If you have, if you have nerves, just lose yourself in the game, focus on the details and, and a lot of that stuff will go away. It's KJZ, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott in with Jay Will. We're talking with Nate Oates, Alabama Crimson Tide head coach in the Sweet 16. So let's talk about your matchup with UCLA and what you're looking forward to, what challenges pose ahead. What are you guys working on to beat them? I mean, they're tough. It's, you know, Mick Cronin coach team is going to be tough, hard nosed, gritty. You know, he's kind of changed the whole MO of that program the two years he's been there. So we're, we're going to have to bring, you know, toughness to the table. We can't get out tough, punked by them. I, you know, we've got to re- we've been rebounding the ball great in the first two games. We're going to have to rebound it well. They, you know, we play fast, they play slow. They're one of the slowest teams in the country. We're one of the fastest teams in the country. So I think the game's going to end up somewhere in, in the middle. You know, we're going to have to guard for the full 30 seconds on the shot clock. We're going to have to make sure we don't come down and take a 
questionable shot early. You know, you'd be playing offense for five seconds and defense for 30. Do that the whole game. That may, may cause some problems. So we got to make sure we get good looks. And we're just going to have to have some discipline to guard the clock out for 30 seconds on the shot clock. I, you know, our defense has been – everybody talks about our offense because we've had those uh, – you know, ridiculous offensive displays, whether it was the 23-3s against LSU or the 96 against Maryland last game or the 115 against Georgia. But our defense has been top three in the country for the last couple months. So I think our defense, you know, is going to have to carry us again against UCLA because they're going to milk the clock down on about every possession. And our defense is just going to have to stay solid for the whole, for the whole game. I'll tell you what, if you guys get to the Final Four National Champion, and, and as as uh, Jay said, we expect it'll happen. you got to get Saban to come to the game, sit courtside. That's what we got to make that happen. And you my, can... my guess would be he would. He's actually a big, he's a big basketball but fan. So they he got, he got game, right? Coach yeah, he still play, plays, the, yeah, he plays the noontime. He's got the pickup games. I, I bet you we could probably get you on his team, Jay, because he picks his team and then he picks who guards him. So I'd, probably, I'd be guarding him on the other team. You'd be playing with him. He, I think he wins a lot of games in that noon uh, pickup stuff. I love it. Game blows. <laughs> Nate, thanks so much for coming yeah, appreciate on the show, your time. Good luck along the way. Hopefully we'll talk to you again. All right, sounds good. Thanks, right, folks. Awesome. Alabama, by the way, not the only football <laughs> can we, school. What's can we see Dave Chappelle doing a skit about Nick Saban? Oh, you think I'm playing? <laughs> Saban can ball. Saban can ball. Run up on him. Run up on him. I went down there because I spoke to their football team a couple years ago, and I'm sitting in his office, and I'm, like, staring at all of his rings, right? And I've been around guys like this before, Coach K. Yeah. I'm staring at him, so he walks in. He's like, hey, Jay, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing great. He's like, why don't you go put him on? See how it feels. <laughs> oh. I'm like, look, yeah. first of all, I know how one feels, damn yeah, it. Disrespect. Okay? He's like, yeah, but I'm talking about a lot more yeah, than yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Hand gets one. heavy. Like, Nick, Nick gets real heavy. Nick, Nick Saban re- recruited me in college. You know, so I was supposed to go to Michigan State. Walking, he got this big red desk and he hits me. I, don't even, I didn't even know he knew my name. He's like, what can you do for me? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm the damn recruit. What you, what you going to do for <laughs> he me? It on you. Yeah, he put it on me. But I give Nate a lot of credit. I mean, going into a football school like that my and being able to get them back to top five in the nation. No, no, that's yeah. – I mean, with, and their guards can – I'm telling you, like, yep. Petty, Shackleford, they can play. Like, I'll put them against anybody. They play a fun system. Man, that is it's a, a pro it, system. It's an energetic game. Yes. Like, it's an entertaining game. And they are definitely a problem in this tournament. You don't want to face them. So, it's a must-watch game. That is 7-15 Sunday. Alabama, tight. UCLA, the Sweet 16 matchup in the East. And by the way, Alabama, as we've been talking about it, not the only football school with a spot in the Sweet 16, so we'll discuss that next. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, in with J. Will, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Mm. Yeah. That's 
The Bugatti. That's Bart's Thursday car. Yeah, I Thursday? wish. Mm. I can't afford. I can't afford the rims on that. When T Pain was like, "Nah." I nah. woke up in a Camry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm that's saying? my song. Right out, man. That's listen, listen. Ca- Camry great mileage. Yo, great mileage. Camry's the only car two hundred thousand miles without oil change. You good? That's what I said. Great Camry ain't gonna break Boom. down. We, we it ain't know gonna break down. Are they a sponsor? That's all that matters to oh, me. Yeah. They're gonna put some cheese on the taco. That's fine. I'm gonna be driving some itch. Bugatti's not a sponsor either. <laughs> USC head coach. Let's move on in the college basketball conversation to Andy Enfield, who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. The college basketball season has reached tournament time. That means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has announced the final ballot. Go to ESPN.com and search Wooden Watch for the list of Wooden Award nominees. USC's Evan Mobley, Gonzaga's Jalen Suggs. They are among the nominees. The John R. Wooden Award presented by Wendy's. Coach, thanks for joining us. Good to talk to you. And I know that this is not your first time in a Sweet 16, but it is in your eight years at USC. What's it mean to you and the program? Well, it's meant a lot to our program uh, to go uh, to build a program like our assistant coaches and our players have the last few years. And to get to this point, uh, we had to reload last year. Uh, We lost, uh, I guess, 80-some percent of our scoring and rebounding. So to have a brand-new team uh, achieve this, uh, it's great for, first of all, our players, and then secondly, our program. Coach, how do you when you talk about that? Because I think that's phenomenal for you to be able to replace you know that much productivity off off the previous team. How did you get these guys coached up that fast, and what does that say about the guys that left as far as setting a standard? Well, we've had five guys in the NBA the last four years, and Evan will be our sixth. So uh, we've had some terrific players here that took a chance to come to USC and be the reason that. We, we turned the program around. I also have a great staff with Jason Hart and Chris Capco. They've been with me the whole time. And Eric Mobley joined us three years ago. So the players and coaches really uh, have come together. Uh, this group is very unique, very mature. Uh, even the freshmen like Evan Mobley and Bubakar. But we have uh, some grad transfers, undergraduate transfers, and a few returnees. It's a very mature team. They, they're no nonsense. They show up every day. But they're also a lot of fun to be around. So we've really enjoyed this group tremendously. Coach, first and foremost, congratulations on your success. I, I love seeing you guys thrive. Can you tell people who are just kind of getting caught up to date with college basketball who Evan Mobley is and what player in the NBA he reminds you of? Well, thank you very much for having me. It's great to talk to you guys. Uh, Evan is a, a hybrid between a, a lot of players. Uh, he, he's not a true Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant grew up as a guard and had the three-point shooting and the ball skills from the perimeter. Anthony Davis is a comparison a lot of people use. I think Evans a lot like Anthony Davis was at Kentucky with his shot blocking and his length. But Evans very skilled with the ball. He's just not a, a perimeter guard. He, he's a forward slash center. Uh, so a lot of his finishes are in the lane, but he has improved his three-point shooting and his free throw shooting. So uh, he's kind of a hybrid of a few guys that are that six eleven seven feet. And uh, we're just lucky to have him. He, he's improved so much this year and uh, give him a lot of credit because there's so much expectation for him to coming in, but he's exceeded our expectations. He shows up every day and improves and he's just a winner. What's his ceiling at the next level? Well, I think his ceiling is an NBA all-star type player. Uh, he, he certainly has to improve. He has to get stronger. Uh, he, he only weighs 210, 212 pounds. So, he has to adjust. He did a great job of adjusting to the, the college game, the physicality, the double teams, and learning how to play in different spots in the floor. And I think we'll have to do the same thing in the NBA. We're talking with Andy Enfield, USC Trojans head coach, KJZ, Alan Hahn, Bar Scott, in with Jay Will. Coach joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. 
We were just talking with Nate Oates from Alabama about this, and I'm curious what experience you have in it as well, the so-called the football school that you are taking a basketball program and turning it into a winner as well. If Keyshawn was here, he'd be beside himself and he'd be going on and on. But I am curious, though, about how you how you handle that, whether it's recruiting, whether it's promoting the program, when it's people think USC, just like they think Alabama, they first think football, but obviously way more than that now. Well, we all love Keyshawn. Uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so the only thing I knew about the West Coast or USC were their football uniforms, the, the Cardinal and Gold on every Saturday afternoon. I loved watching USC football growing up. Uh, but we never got to see the Pac-12 play basketball. I never saw a USC basketball game growing up. So uh, I, I think uh, being at a football school is great. Uh, we love football. I think the, the better the football team does, the better all the other sports, the exposure it gives you. Like I grew up knowing USC football. I coached with Leonard Hamilton at five years. After I left the NBA as an assistant coach for quite a few years, I went to Florida State as my first assistant job in college. And worked for Coach Ham, and Florida State was a football school. So when I came to USC, I had already had that experience. So we try to use that to our advantage, and we certainly root for the Trojan football team. So you went to the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed with Florida Gulf Coast in 2013. We have another 15 seed in the Sweet 16 now in Oral Roberts. Do you, do you take any, uh, any pleasure, any enjoyment in seeing something like that and maybe remembering the run you guys had? Yeah, it was great. Uh, really happy for Oral Roberts. They have a dynamic team. And I think uh, the upset, that's what March Madness is all about. So uh, we were the first 15 seed to go to the Sweet 16. We knew that was never, that was not going to last forever. Uh, so so we are happy for them. Uh, they're, they're just a terrific basketball team. I, I would enjoy watching their next game. Coach, uh, when you think about the Pac-12 as a quarter of the teams left in the Sweet 16, including your Sweet 16 opponent, the Oregon Ducks, you guys played them and beat them one time earlier this year. How much does that familiarity help you as it relates to scouting report going against them again? Oregon is an outstanding basketball team. They've improved. We played them just over a month ago. We've improved. So we're two different teams right now. Both teams really improved throughout the season. They're very dangerous offensively. They spread the floor. But the Pac-12 in general, to answer your question, it, we are really happy that we're succeeding in the NCAA tournament because the Pac-12 has a really good basketball. Last year we put 10 draft picks in the NBA draft. We had one, but the other teams had nine. And this year it's the same. Last year we had six teams go to the tournament. This year we had five. So I think uh, my comment before about growing up in the East Coast, we just don't get to see those late games from the West Coast. So I think the time difference really hurts the exposure of our league. And most, uh, most of the announcers or the uh, media are either in bed or they don't do our games on the West Coast. Uh, so we have a West Coast announcers. So, so it is nice for people to, to actually get to see us play, especially on a national stage like this. No doubt about it. Coach, nice to, uh, nice to talk to you. Good luck going forward with your program and in the tournament. Thanks, fellas. Take care. Thanks, Andy. All right. All right, so the matchup, Sweet 16, USC against Oregon, Sunday, 9.45 p.m. Eastern. And he's, he's not wrong about the, the idea that not everybody gets to see those Pac-12 yeah. games, so you don't really know – uh, as much about them as you would a lot of the, the more Midwest and Eastern conferences. So you guys want to play one more game before we call it a day? Yeah, yeah sure. You guys into this. All right, all right, so let, let's do this thing. Now, I'm stealing it from a friend of mine. Dave Rothenberg in New York does this a lot on his shows when he's solo. And it's also something that I've done as well solo. But it can be fun, great energy, and it involves you. 
the caller. So again, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Start calling now. Here's what we're going to do. Call screen roulette. We're not going to know your name, where you're from, or what you're asking. So we're just going to blindly take calls, and you're going to do this now. Follow the rules, because if you don't, we cut you, and the next guy is up. You say your name, where you're from, and then you ask a question. Anything that you want to know about in the world of sports, keep it clean. Yeah, don't 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 hit me with like I'm John. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm a long time listener. No, no, right. no, 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 no long time listeners. Yeah, don't ask us yeah, how we're yeah. feeling. Say it with your chest. Say we're your feeling chest, great. For everybody to know, we're all good. We're all good. Yeah. We're, we're all, all good. good. We're happy. I'm Gucci. We like that you listen to the show. None of that needs to be said. Nothing frivolous. Get right to the question. If you do it right, you stay on. Or if statement. you don't and break a rule, <laughs> out. So that's how we're going to play this. Call screen roulette is coming up next, and it could be fun. But that's up to you. If you ruin it, we're not going to play it again. Hmm. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin. And I will be coming back tomorrow. Progressive Insurance will play the game next. KJZ, ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Uh, oh, uh, that's, a, that's case right hey, yo, there. Yeah, Ooh. man. And it, what, is that little Kim too? Sometimes I feel like I oh, can sing when Kim I'm in the shower. Is that little Kim or Foxy? And I try to do it here, and it doesn't, oh, you, doesn't pop the same no, no, way. No, no, be you. Hold on, hold on. You in the shower? You in there? Touch me. You rub yourself. Touch me, me. Tease me. Ooh. Remember, remember this when we were a kid? Hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, hold the back. <laughs> hold the back and the neck at the same time. <laughs> that was before I had chest muscles. Hold I almost, me and caress I'm me. I almost cramped up that time. I need some sodium. Somebody give me some sodium, man. Almost cramped up, touching my neck. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, in with J. Will, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. The guest right now is you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Call, screen, roulette. The callers are up. The game can begin. You know the rules. 
We don't have to, you know, hello, how are you doing? We're all doing great. Everything's fine. Just get your name, where you're from, question, and we go. Let's go line one. Go. Big Rob Inglewood this morning, baby, in the house. I'm calling. I heard a lot of nonsense this morning. First of all, Draymond Green is out of his mind. He's the best defensive player that ever played the game. And the next thing is this MVP race, baby. Y'all say it should be rewarded by winning. No, that's not fair. It should be rewarded winning with less. And in that case, the MVP should go to Dame Lillard, baby. Hands down. Dame should be the MVP. And, and, hey, let me explain why. When LeBron James went and joined two of the top ten players in the league also, everybody was raving saying his numbers went up. Of course my numbers are going to go up because I'm playing with better guys. And Dame is doing more with less. And the last thing that I have to say, Jay, no disrespect, no disrespect baby. You bought out at Duke. But the best point guard that I've ever seen in college is Mr. 6'9", Magic Johnson, baby. JC from Jupiter, Florida, by way of Nashville, Tennessee. What's the single most important thing Ryan Tannehill has to do to get the Titans to the next level? Hand the ball off to King Henry. <laughs> but I tell you what, he's going to have to make sure that he can make some plays down the field. They don't ask him to do much, but in the big moments, he's going to have to be able to start utilizing his legs and putting his body at risk. And to do that, you know, he's got to make sure he's in tremendous shape, but make sure that he's making sure that he can get that safety out of the box and be able to hit accurate passes down the field. Oh, we got let's, another line one. Yeah, I thought we had a Phone couple. Phone lines are loaded, but line one, I'm told, is a good one. Step up line one. This is Rick from California, and I just got to say that what do Lakers do AL after LeBron? Because I don't believe in AD as a true leader. He's great, awesome. That's it. Yo, Jay? been saying that for a minute. Yeah. I said AD is a beast, but like you need you need an alpha up in there. Yeah, yeah. and like when when LeBron's time is done, yeah, like the guard. That's gonna, who's gonna be that alpha? Maybe that could be Dame. Yeah, they'll come. Maybe you could see Dame in LA with AD. Just saying. Yeah, and, and then who would be the best player at that time? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things that we, we were saying. But, you know, L.A. is all about trying to get these chips right now, and then after that, people will start running to play and join forces with A.D. At least just you because so. And it's how many LA. Kentucky it's guys? LA. How many Kentucky guys might want out of their situation well, to join up with Can we AD? be honest? Can we just start calling the Lakers team clutch? I mean, let's be real about it. Yeah. Because yeah. the more he starts recruiting, Rich Paul. best players from clutch will then come over. It's not a bad Restock, thing. Restock, reload. It's not yep. a bad thing. You make fun of the Knicks in the CAA connection. Maybe they know what they're doing. Exactly. Line... I don't make fun of the Knicks. You just say that. Well, everybody does. We feel that way. Line three, step up. This game's good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Julio from Texas. Hey, I was wondering, if the Dolphins, should they trade out of the number one, round one, just period, or just keep both of them? 
No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade out. I would trade back, right? Because it's nobody exactly. that you. It's no pressing need unless they believe that Sewell is the quarterback that they need to protect uh, Tua. They try to address the, the right tackle position by trading for Isaiah Wilson. That didn't work out. They cut him after a couple of weeks. Um, they didn't give up a lot of compensation for him. But I would move back and get more compensation because the farther you drop in the draft, the less you have to pay. And they've been spending a lot of money lately, where it's going to be a lot of value in the middle part of the first round. The more right. compensation you can get, still holding out. Yeah. It will be TBD to be determined, but yeah. don't get it twisted. Deshaun Watson is still out there. Miami still has her eye on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, too. keep an eye on that situation. Tua Tagovailoa. Call screen roulette continues. KJZ ESPN Radio. We now move to line four. So far, line everybody's four. been flawless so far, callers. Go. Cameron from Houston, Texas. Cameron from Houston, Texas. Got a question. I got a lot of buddies getting on my back. Got my bachelor's from the University of Houston. Currently working on my master's from Villanova. They play each other in the final four. Who do I root? Mm. Ooh. Uh, Don't you go with the bachelors? bachelors? You got to get the bachelors. You got to go with Houston, man. Yeah. Look, no, 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 no. You go whoever's going to give you the scholarship. No. Get no. your book scholarship no, you know or something, why? man. You know why, Bart? Damn it. Because Houston Commitment. needs support right now. Oh, yeah. Look at Houston sports. Well, that's L2. That's L2. That's L2. That's L2. That's L2. That's L2. I know. L2. That's the curse of that's L2. Saying, maybe the Houston Cougars can break the curse. Ah. You got to ride with the that's cur- where you're from. Ride with that, man. Okay. That's your chance. Listen, listen I like that. Uh, just, you know. I would go with whoever's going to give me a book scholarship or something. Give me a parking pass or something. I thought your four-year is really your school, and whatever you do, grad Afterwards, is, yeah. is sort of the go way to Houston, go. Man. Line five. <laughs> go. Oscar Casas here from Florida. I just want to ask, what are one or two key factors that the Florida State Seminoles need to win the NCAA championship? Well, first off, I mean, they have a big matchup against Michigan. Yes. And that's, I mean, look, I think Michigan right now, not having Isaiah Livers, like they are vulnerable. And there's one thing that we always know about Leonard Hamilton's team, defensively, they've drawn a line in the sand. So how they defend Mm. Dickerson down low is going to be a huge question for them because they have the size, but they have the sides to combat that. If they're able to get those guards, get into those gaps, and they they make shots, Florida State's going to find another way in the Final Four. Well, who are you picking, though? Michigan, Florida State. Who you picking? I have Florida State in my bracket. Uh, okay, there you go. Let's keep this rolling, man. man. Call screen and roulette. We're going to break records with how many calls we get in this segment. Line six. Yeah, this is Robert from Charlottesville, Virginia. What do you think about having an NCAA tournament with 32 teams but making it double elimination? Oh. Mm. Now you add that I, little see, extra I'm, something. I like the format that we currently have. One and done? My man down in Florida, I, I, I would say this. In Charlottesville, I'm sorry. When you get to the Final Four, make it best of three. Oh, okay. You get to the Final Four. So, so that's what you earn when you get to the I Final Four? I want to see the be- – it, it takes a lot of luck to get there. I hear that. Yeah. I just want to see the best team. Win. Actually, win the national championship. Not somebody get hot and lucky, right? Because if you reseed the the, the 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 tournament, you would get a different outcome. Yeah, every make it time. best of three. You got to like win it. two straight. Did we get yeah. seven? We got seven calls in. Yeah. Got seven. How, what you, do we think of that? Call screen and roulette. That more. Great job by the callers. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. We didn't have to dismiss anyone. Everybody they got played lucky. by the they rules. Got lucky today. Machine Gun Kelly over there spitting that hot fire. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Five greatest like, rappers in the world. It's always good to hear from what everybody else has to say, right? We talk about our That's stuff, true. but some people are sitting in the car going like, man, you know, I need to have an answer on this, and we provide that. I do like the idea of double elimination. Though. There's something about having that bad day, that I'm one bad saying, game. One bad exactly. day? 
And it's like now you're out this whole season down to one game in a yeah. tournament like this. Uh, best of three. Yeah. So what is it, extend the tournament for one Why more not? week? I'm game for that. I'll do, I'll do that too. too. NBA trade deadline, 3 o'clock today. Busy day for sure. Barton, I'll see you at noon Eastern. Greenies huh? next what? with Zach Lowe. Yes. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.